<laughs> Welcome to Gutter Trash episode 337, House of Penance, by Peter Tomasi and Ian Bertram. My name is Eric. And I'm Jason. Hello, Jason. Hello, sir. Happy Halloween. <clears throat> Happy Halloween to you. Yeah, it's not exactly Halloween, but it's close enough. It w- it's mere hours away. That is. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 Are you getting any big Halloween plans? Uh, nope. Me neither. G- gonna work. Me too. And come home. Yeah. Well, probably stop at Mavericks on the way home. Yeah. Because it's what I do. It's on your way home. <laughs> that is also true. May, may pick up a comic or two. That sounds like a nice Halloween. Yeah. You know, we probably still have some free Halloween comics that we I, could give away. Oh, yeah? To uh, put in your Halloween basket. I, I think I grabbed all the ones that I wanted. Right. So, you know. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for now, we're going to talk about this comic book mm-hmm. that both of us read, hopefully. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Oh, you know I don't like it when you pick biographical comics. <laughs> All right. What else did I pick? Shackleton. Yeah, that was about it. I think. I'm sure there's like an auto bio or something. Oh yeah, yeah we've sure. read here. But based on true stories, no, thank you. Because <laughs> they're always so boring. Right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing ever happens. <laughs> Visually uninteresting. Mm-hmm. Um, not the case in this one. No, not really. Yeah. I mean, it is loosely, I mean, I mean, not loosely, I mean, it's, it's based on actual people. And it's based on actual person, for sure. And, and perceived events in that person's mind. Yes, yes. Uh, so I would say very, very loosely based on, on a true story. Well, no, I mean, cause it's, I mean, when I think loosely based on like, well, you know, some guy did this and they changed the name and the setting and the, Everything, but like, well, they changed a lot of stuff here, though. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, some of the characters are made up. Well, sure. well that too. Yeah, uh, but but some of the actual facts are are not correct in in right. this story. But uh, it's yeah, it's about Sarah Winchester of yes, the Winchester Firing Arms Company or whatever it's called, uh, gun company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she is the widow of uh, William. William Winchester, who I don't, did, he didn't found the company, did he? Like he's just born into it. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember either. But yeah, yeah, the, at least the, the heir, if not more, uh, to the Winchester Gun Company, and uh, he died in like eighteen eighty four, something like that. Uh, of tuberculosis shortly after, uh, Sarah and William's daughter had also died. Right. Uh, and, uh, this all basically culminated in Sarah, uh, putting it mildly, uh, losing her goddamn mind. Right. Yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> and she became convinced that evil spirits were, you know, Behind the deaths of her family, well, yeah. uh, in retribution for all the the people that were killed by their by their guns that sure. they manufactured, you know, it's not hard to think that and it's not a not a bad thought. No, yeah, I mean, because yeah, that's that's what guns are for. People they kill others, 
Right. Or at least expedite the killing of others. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so basically, uh, Sarah believes that, uh, you know, that, that, uh, the deaths of all these people are basically hung on this one family. And, uh, when her husband dies, she is, uh, she inherits, I think, 50% of the Winchester company, uh, and, and a large portion of, of their fortune. Uh, and after struggling with, you know, the grief and the depression, she moves to California, where she begins building a house, uh, that, that does exist and still exists. Mm-hmm. And, you can go on a tour of it. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> I would love to. Actually. Yeah, I kind of do too. Uh, but it's basically just a giant crazy mansion that she just continuously built upon, uh, day in and day out for, I think it was something like 30 th- years, yeah. yep. something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with no plan. No. Whatsoever. Yeah. Like she would just come up with an idea, like, "Hey, put a put a room here, put a yeah. stairwell there, yeah. or whatever." And yeah, and then, like stairs that go to nowhere, doors that open to nothing, uh, or sometimes just to, to the open air, even though it's on like the fourth floor, <laughs> <For sure. laughs> or just to another wall in another quarter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like uh, some of the specifications were like basically like hallways would get narrow and narrower till like you couldn't fit a person through it anymore. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, she was a crazy lady. And she thought, basically, that uh, by building this house, it would confuse the spirits from getting to her. Right. And it would also house a place for the spirits to, like, just live without harming anyone. Or right, whatever. yeah. And, and like, the key was, like, the hammers had to never stop. Mm-hmm. Like, three, yeah, like, like you said, not just 365 days a year, but 24 hours a day. Yes. Uh, so she basically just had, uh, like a rotating crew of construction workers who would just constantly be building stuff and hammering. That's uh, crazy. Yes, it is. Sarah Winchester was crazy. Yes. <laughs> but really interesting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so this story kind of picks up from that. Yeah. Uh, where we're like 15 years or so in, or 10 years at least into the, uh, the building of the house uh, at the time the story picks up. Uh, and then we're introduced to, to Sarah and her right-hand man, Mr. Mercer. He's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Who basically is sort of her caretaker of sorts. Right. Like, he just kind of makes sure that the work that she demands be done gets done, and also to keep her from hurting herself exactly yeah yeah. and and to keep her as close to sanity as he possibly can he knows it's not gonna happen but he's like i'm just gonna make sure this this runaway train doesn't go up the rails exactly yes uh and then we're also introduced to uh mr warren peck who is uh he's a he's a gunslinger yeah uh he's gun for hire uh he is he is uh he's a an assassin cowboy and, uh, we, we see him, we're introduced to him slaughtering a tribe of Indians. Yeah. And, and they're like, not attacking anyone or anything. No. They're just, you know, chilling, hanging out at home. Yep. With their babies. Yep. And so yeah. you're like, right away, it's not like this character is very likable. No, not you know? at all. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so 
we're introduced to him. Obviously, he, he feels some sort of guilt over all the blood that he has uh, spilled. Mm-hmm. And uh, he eventually winds up at the uh, the Winchester house. Uh, basically, after... Yeah. Riding he's, his horse. He's riding his horse. He's trying to recover. He does get stabbed by one of the Indians mm-hmm. before he, he leaves them. Uh, and uh, so he he's just looking for a place to stay, like a night or two, to recover. And uh, Mr. Mercer tells him that, uh, you know, well, if you're staying here, you got to work. Right. And then uh, a night or two becomes uh, months, if not years. As it has for a lot of the workers. Because exactly. yeah, Mr. Yeah. Mercer tells them a lot of these people decided just to stay for a night or two. Yep. But they find something there because a lot of these people are, you know, like uh, Warren Peck. Peck, yes. is that his name? Yep. There are a, lot of, a lot of people are like him. They're like murderers or like on the run from something. They're, something they've they've all were in the war because uh, this is sh- relatively shortly after the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Basically, these are all people who have blood on their hands and they basically find... Uh, sort of solace in the work that they're doing, even though they don't understand why they're doing what they're doing. Right. Uh, but, but who amongst us does, really? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it gives them a, a sense of purpose and, uh, possibly allows them to pay penance. Wow. For their crimes. In that house. In that house. Oh my god, I just got the title. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> uh, but meanwhile, uh, there's also, uh, crazy blood tentacles that are, like, pouring out of, like, every crack and nook and cranny in the house <laughs> and, uh, threatening to just envelop everybody with its, uh, creepy ghoulishness. I had a house like that on Carlisle once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't trust those East States and East State and basements. Nope. <laughs> uh, no, but, yeah, yeah, there's, like, this Cthulhu-esque, like, the shining style shit going on that you you feel like only Sarah and Warren can see. Right. Because they've got the most like horrendous blood on their hands. Right. Possibly. Even though technically Sarah doesn't. Well, technically not. She's just been cursed. Yeah. Yeah. Her family her family bloodline has yes. got a lot of, you know, blood in there. Um but yeah, yeah, that that stuff is is awesome. Yeah, I love I love that all that stuff, that creepy, weird tentacle blood stuff. Yep, it's behind the mirrors, it's under the, you know, floorboards, yeah. yeah. and it creeps out like and around people. And when you first see it, it's like squirming out of their eyeballs and right. things like that, and coming out of their hands and just enveloping them sometimes, oh, yeah. especially if they are, you know, particularly more guilty than than others of of their crimes. Right. You know? Uh, oh yeah, but that's one of her rules. I started to say. I was thinking <clears throat> the uh, one of the rules when when those criminals show up there, there's no violence. Yes. You're not allowed to be violent in this house. Yep. Um, because I guess that's a no-no. Sure. For these evil spirits. Well, you know, she's she's trying to keep them at bay, right. and then she's and, and they have a bloodlust. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but she also demands that everybody give up their guns. Uh, which she, uh, for the most part, she disposes of all of them. Uh, either throws them in, down into like a dark pit, or she uh, melts them and uh, turns the the steel into tools used to build the house. Yeah, see that seems progressive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very green. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, and then uh, at one point, like, her sister comes by to visit and, and tries to talk some sense into her. Uh, but they stop, clearly stop wasting all the family money. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but they clearly don't see eye to eye, and the sister thinks that she's just clearly insane. Uh, I think Tomasi does a great job of depicting her as being insane, but in in such a way that it's not like it's not like a spectacle. It's more no, like yeah. it's like a weird mystery. I mean, you're just like watching it happen, and you're a lot of times seeing things from her point of view where no other characters are around. Right. And so you kind of, like, are with her on this, like, mad journey. Oh, know? yeah, absolutely. Which is amazing. Yeah. Man. Yeah, she's not running around, like, pulling her hair out of her head or anything. Right. She's just living her life. And, and like, just, just the way that she sees it and yeah. feels it. Yeah. And so, like, as, as, as we're, like, seeing her point of view, we see all this stuff, like, actually happening. Like, you know, like, it's not like she's just making shit up. I mean, right. she, she sees these... Horrible blood tentacle things everywhere. Right. They are coming after her. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, it seems real. Yep. And of course, we cannot go another minute without mentioning the art. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> right? I mean, there's a lot of times where we, uh, you know, put a lot of heavy praise upon the art. Uh, you know, and, and sometimes even, you know, more so than just the book or the story, you yeah. know. Uh, but holy fuck, Ian Bertram. Right. <laughs> he's, he's good. Dude is amazing. Um, and it's not just like the actual, like, illustrations, which are really detailed and amazing. Oh, yeah. And it's my absolute favorite kind of art on this planet because it's a, it's a very cartoony style, but yeah. it's mixed with like <clears throat> really dark and detailed. And that is my absolute favorite art on yeah. this planet Earth. But not only that, but just the choices he makes about, like, things to show and what not to show and, like, how to bleed things out of panels. And right. It is incredible to look at. And uh, there are at least two of these six issues here that have three or four-page spreads yeah. or maybe even more. I think the last one has maybe six or seven pages. I can't remember. I think at least five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where, like, I mean, it's just a regular comic, so you're just turning the yeah, page. it doesn't but, fold out or anything. Right, but, but like, you can tell by the way they're set up that they continue on to each other. Right. And, I mean, fuck. Yeah, right? <laughs> I know, I've never seen it done that way. I have. Uh, I mean, Steranko did it once. No, did he? Yeah. Uh, uh he did everything once. Well, if you listen to him talk. That is also true. <laughs> but I've, but it's not something that is done often. Right. And, and usually not so well. And he can't, yeah, it doesn't usually work. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen over, overlay, you know, pages where you're like, oh, that kind of continues, but it's like, you just keep turning the pages. Right. And it's like, oh my God, this is one <laughs> giant panel. The shit is still going crazy. Oh yeah. Oh, well, then there's an issue of Madman where the entire book is oh, yeah. one giant spread. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, it's been done. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck you, Ian Bertram. <laughs> yeah. Learn, learn a new trick or two before you. <laughs> Try to impress us. <laughs> no, it's incredible. It really oh, is. Absolutely. Yeah, I looked him up after, um, after I read this, and there was another, like a hardcover book he did called The Bowery Boys. Yep. And uh, I ordered a copy for Mavericks, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll read that eventually. And I just stuck it out with the new books, and it was gone like that day. Right. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll order another one. Yep. And I haven't 
ordered another one yet. But. Uh, the first time I ever heard of him, he did a fill-in issue of Batman Eternal. Wow. Uh, I think it was like number 11. Oh, but that's like that. great. I it looks see. amazing. And of course, all the Batman fans in the world hated it. Oh, yeah, they yeah. would. Of course they would. But I, like I saw it and I was just like, Jesus Christ, who is this guy? And like, yeah, the only thing that I saw by him uh, was the Bowery Boys, and I wound up buying it digitally. Uh, so I actually own a copy oh, of cool. it on my on my uh, tablet. I've uh, seen some covers. He, I think he did the E for Extinction covers, didn't he? Uh, that, he may have, or I can't remember if that was Chris Burnham or not. Oh, uh, maybe it was Chris. Because I know Chris Burnham wrote that book. Okay, <clears throat> maybe that was him. Because yeah, they have okay his style. It reminds me of of like Frank Quietly, oh, yeah. uh, Raphael Grandpa, uh, Chris Burnham. I could see that, yeah. like all that, like all that kind of ballpoint, swirly yeah, yeah, pen yeah. looking stuff. And uh, um, Ramon Villa Lobos is another guy I think who's yeah. in that same type of style. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, if you hate those guys, then you know, a screw off. And B, uh, this is the perfect book for you if you love them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's. Amazingly beautiful to look at. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, let me know if you ever buy a copy of that Bowery Boys. Yeah. Maybe I'll pick it at some right. point. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'll definitely order another another one since we sold it so quick. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just, just, uh, and there's like weird panel layouts, but not like super crazy. Yeah, not like, <clears throat> not like they're trying too hard to make right, it. Yeah. Like, like it's all, like pretty, you know, uh, simply laid out. Yeah. But like you know, then he's also like rotating the oh, scene. I love like, that. You know, three hundred and sixty degrees or so. And I wanted to say something about that too because I love that he does rotate some panels on the pages, but all the words are still facing yes. the right way. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> right. There's nothing more annoying than like okay. I gotta turn the page to to read the page. Yep. Like I I get what you're doing, people. Sure, right. When you switch the art and like the you know, the bottom is not the bottom anymore. Right. But you don't really need to swivel the dialogue bubbles. You don't need we, to. Yeah. You know, like I know that's one of those things you can only do in comics, but just because you can only do in comics, <laughs> yeah, doesn't mean you should. You can also burn them. Yep. That doesn't mean you should. <laughs> I have before, but doesn't mean you should. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's, it's, and, and of course you got Dave Stewart behind the, the color wheel mm-hmm. and he doesn't do anything insane. Like he, he didn't invent any new colors, but he makes the perfect choices as always. Yeah. He always does. He's everything he does always looks gorgeous and, and right. No matter what right. he's doing. Yeah. I, I have to imagine that he always does like eight versions of every panel <laughs> and then he picks the right one because, because right. like there's no way you can just like, with your gut, make every panel the exact right color the first well, time you do it. you know, he's been doing this a long time. I'm sure he can by now. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, it also helps that, you know, he does work a lot primarily on just, like, horror-related stuff sure, and yeah. monsters and Mignola weird stuff, shit. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, like, it is, you know, it is this true story if you're familiar, but it, it does, like, go in, like kind of crazy places where you know it, a lot of it you're not sure what's happening in her mind or what's actually happening um 
then also, yeah, you get the feeling that it's a shared experience between her and, and Peck. Yeah. And, and like they that, form like a, a strong bond together. That's the part that really, I think, sells it is, you know, because, you know, you could just say like, well, everything crazy has happened in her mind. But then another character shows up and is also experiencing these things. Right. And that's, you know, it kind of solidifies or, or uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, uh, um, that It just establishes that right. she might not totally be insane right there might be something going on there that just other people aren't privy to yeah uh but yeah i mean it's it's just full of of amazing art and and good characters and and just a a really unique take on on this story right yeah because i know that there have been like other stories like loosely based off of the winchester house and other things but like they're all pretty you know Generic or, you know, just what you would think would, you know, happen, you know. I've never <clears throat> read or seen any. Um, I mean, I looked them up to see what else there was when right. I was reading this. And I saw there's a movie starring Helen Mirren that's going to be coming out. Okay. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Well, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe it's this. Because I noticed uh, in the copyright of the book uh, that this is not a creator-owned comic. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's not owned by Dork Horse either. It was uh, copyright to uh, Andrew Lawrence Productions, oh. which is a, a film studio. Oh, okay. So maybe right, that's production that's, company. I would love to see this made into a film. Like, like I'm not going to spoil the ending, but basically, you know, there's a lot of motifs about, you know, just the violence of our inherited past and like how cyclical it is mm-hmm. and how we can't escape the violence <clears throat> or, or the blood on our hands and air quotes. Um, and I, I love, I love the way, like, this thing is tied up. Yeah. It's so well done. Yeah. And I, I would love to see that translate to film. I would as well. Although, you know, I think you would miss a lot of the awesome visuals that the oh, comic sure. provides. Uh, but can you imagine, though, if they took, um, his visuals as a starting point? You know, right. Like, kind of like, <clears throat> if you watch The Matrix, it's not like, reading a Jeff Darrow drawing. Right. But you can see some of his stuff. Like, you're like, man, that's a lot of wires. Right. That's insane. <laughs> and, then, and then you look and you're like, oh, it's based on a Jeff Darrow drawing. Sure, okay. Yeah. I see it. Like that, that kind of thing. Like, to see, like, because everything is, like, oozing and dripping and gelatinous in this yeah. book. Oh, it's amazing. Like, just crawling. Yeah. Just lots yeah. of crawling. <laughs> yeah. Squirmy, creepy stuff. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah, just the, the house itself is, you know. I don't want to say it's a character, you know, in the book because right. that's all bullshit. <laughs> uh, but but it does. It's does such a l- great environment. Yeah, exactly. It lends a, a lot of the atmosphere to the book too. It's yeah. it's like it keeps. It reminds <clears throat> me a lot of like The Shining. If you don't count Alien as a horror movie, which I don't, even though I can see why people do. Um, I do. I I think I think The Shining is, you know, like one of the best horror movies, if not the best ever yeah. made. And this reminds me a lot of that. Like just that creepiness of that house, even right. though, even though this is way different because this is really populated. It's not like she's the only one there, but no, yeah, there's, there's, there's workers like everywhere. Forty, fifty people, like sometimes in a panel, right? Yeah, <laughs> but but it reminds me a lot of the things I like about The Shining. Right. <clears throat> there is, uh, eh, I guess. Never mind. I was gonna say there's a, a plot line that. I feel gets introduced, like, but then almost immediately dropped, uh, where, like, two guys are maybe plotting to, like, rob oh, right, right. Sarah. Yeah. Uh, but then, 
like those characters show up again, but like that their conversation never really plays yeah, into it. That's true. Uh, but then, you know, spoiler, like you know, they both kind of meet untimely ends. Sure. Yeah. So you maybe wonder if that was just a result of, you know, what they were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did feel like like yeah. Especially the the one guy, uh, the the earlier victim. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's some darkness that happens there. And, yeah. uh, I could see that in a movie, maybe being stretched out a little bit more. Probably you know, like yeah. that. That those characters and that that tangent. Hell, I could see the entire movie being rewritten to focus only on that. Yeah. <laughs> the awesome. It's like a heist movie all of a sudden, <laughs> but it would be terrible. Yeah, it would be awful. Yeah. yeah. It would be so. <laughs> I'd watch it, and then ghosts come and get them as they oh, like, try to crack the safe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a different kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. So does uh, Peter Tomasi? He doesn't typically write horror stuff, right? It's mostly uh, superhero, isn't it? I mean, yeah. He he's probably best known for for a big run on Batman and Robin for a while. I mean that's that's dark, I guess. But. Yeah, dark, but you know, not horror exactly. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. No, he. I think he was a DC editor for quite a while. Like, like you know, a lot of yeah, superhero books. That's right. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as far as I know, he's not necessarily a horror experienced writer anyway. Yeah, because there was. I think there was at one point it said like other books by yeah, like he did the Mighty. Okay. Um, Light Brigade, that's another one. That's I know you, you liked The Mighty quite a bit when that was coming out. Is that the same Mighty? Yeah. Is that the DC one? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I liked it for a little bit, and <clears> I, I got really bored with it after, like, four issues or something. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I was like, oh, okay, this you know this might be going somewhere unique, but it didn't. So yeah. It just kind of spun its wheels. It didn't last too much long. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, yeah, people have at least have heard really good things about his Batman stuff, so, yeah. And, and, uh, apparently, like, he kind of gave a lot of life and, and, uh, likability to the Damian Wayne character oh, while yeah. he was writing him, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was, did, so he didn't write the Batman that Bertram drew, drew, though, did he? Uh, he, I don't know, because that whole thing was like six Batman writers just working on it, so oh, maybe okay. he was part of that team. Sure. Right. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> yeah, they, they seem to, like, I would love to see them pair up again. Oh, yeah, basically. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, like, I'll be 100% honest with you. Like, I bought this book not reading any of, like, what it was about. Mm-hmm. Like, I just saw Ian Bertram's name and said, oh, I'm buying that. Yeah. Like, I recognize Peter Tomasi as a reputable writer, and Ian Bertram. Okay, I done. I had never heard of Ian Bertram until I picked this up, and the only reason I I picked it up is we got a copy of number one in that was damaged, mm. and we reported it because I work at a comic book shop. I'm yeah. the listener knows that, <laughs> uh, and uh, <laughs> and and uh, I we reported it as damaged, and they told us to destroy it, and I was like, I flipped through, I was like, well, I can't destroy this. This is really pretty. <laughs> I was like, I'll take it home. And I'll read it. Right. And then I read it and I was like, I need the rest of these. <laughs> this is amazing. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I, uh, like I said, you know, cause I'd heard of Bertram from that issue of Batman. Like, and there was an article about it, I think, because 
at the time, the spoiler character. Uh, like, that was, like, kind of her first New 52 appearance, sort of, I guess. Oh, there's a character named Spoiler? Yes. Okay. Uh, who, who was much beloved amongst, uh, some Batman fans. Hmm. And so, like, it was kind of a big deal. And so, but, like, you know, they're, you know, so I read this article about it, and, like, they showed, like, excerpts of the art, and I was like, man, that is so weird looking and yeah. awesome. <laughs> and, like, Batman is, like, this weird, swirly, wriggly wraith like character throughout it and it's like this is amazing people will hate this <laughs> the wriggly wraith that'd be a great character yeah, that's a pretty good character yeah. he is i think a golden age character yeah, yeah. <laughs> public domain we can do something all right yeah <laughs> he's gonna fight uh uh the green llama <laughs> uh, but uh so yeah, so I saw that and I was like, oh my god, this guy is amazing, you know. Like I said, I looked him up and saw the Powery Boys. I was like, well, I'm buying that somehow. Mm-hmm. So I was on Comixology, did that, and so, yeah, when I saw this being, uh, you know, on sale, like on, on uh, through Diamond or whatever, I was like, well, I'm totally ordering it just for that, you know. And, yeah, it's horror, okay. You know, I like a horror comic and... You clearly made the right call. Yes, I did. Yes. It was because yeah, last episode you said you were gonna pick this. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, it's funny because there's hardly ever anything that we both are gonna <laughs> pick. Like, right? Like that may have happened before. Where I'm sure it has. Wanted to pick yeah. something, but or yeah. really something where like, well, I've thought about reading this, and yeah, uh, hey, well, here's a good excuse. But to this was like it. your next in line. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's funny. Because <laughs> yeah, it just finished like a week or two ago. <clears throat> yeah, a little like while ago. Yeah. Uh, they have release dates in the back of every issue. Oh, that's true. They do, which uh, is very nice. I love that. And there's really cool pinups on the back cover. Uh, they're not really pinups. They're just reproductions of the uh, uh panel from but, the book. But like it's without the word blends, which oh, is yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, and of course on issue issue oh, three yeah. uh, is one of the like multi-page spreads that they reproduce entirely on the back. And that one is amazing. I oh, would yeah. I would buy that poster. Oh yeah. Like, I gotta wonder, like, will the trade paperbacks have, like, fold-outs of oh, those pages? Yeah. Ooh, that would be tempting. Yeah. Uh. I'm just gonna buy all the original art from all those. Well, that sure. Way, that way I can hang them up. Right. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Uh. But yeah, so issue six came out, uh, towards the end of September. Okay. So, uh, a month ago. So, yeah, not too long ago. But yeah, I was, I was definitely gonna pick this for sure. I mean, uh, luckily I didn't have to. But then, unluckily, I had to try to think of something else to pick, which uh, we'll get to later. <laughs> well, uh, all of these issues are out, and there's a trade paperback coming soon. I'm so sure, yeah. we highly recommend you check it out. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah, if, even if you have even just the slightest bit of interest in like the Winchester, you know, legend or whatever, you know, definitely pick it up for that angle. But you know, it's it's amazing all on its own too. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It's like. There's there's nothing about this book that I'm like I only wish they did this right like like no I'm like this yeah. is like a home run yep pretty much yeah uh, yeah awesome yeah House of Penance good yes. stuff Penance with one end. yeah well two ends but in different spots well yeah yeah okay take take a break yeah okay. <laughs>
All Hallows Eve is approaching. Yes, it is. So you, you said you're not doing anything, right? I don't think so. There. No. No. There. It's not. Yeah. Not, neither of us know when trick or treat actually is. It right. may may have happened already. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody trick or treats at either place we live in. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people may trick or treat where you work. I think occasionally, yeah. yeah. We usually have a little bit of candy for kids and things. Nice. But this well, year we just more excuse for me to come over. <laughs> we're, I don't think we're going to buy any of those this year because we have a lot of Halloween comics left over. Right. Give those out That's instead. cool. Yeah. yeah. So so this weekend was was a, a comic related event. It was a Halloween comic fest, mm-hmm. which uh, uh, you guys uh, had a big sale going on, and sure, you yeah. also had free comics, uh, much like a free comic book day thing. Yeah. Only, le- you know, less of them. Well, sure. And spookier. Yeah. Hall- mostly Halloween related. Right. Mostly. Mostly. Uh, Some are just like horrific, uh, debaucherous horror like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or Spidey, number one. Yeah. Yeah. That was... Or DC Superhero Girls. Yeah. Well, I, those are the two that I picked up. Did they, <laughs> did they do one of those like, the storylines fall on Halloween or anything? I don't think so. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just people in costumes. The demon was in the Supergirl one. So well, uh, okay, well then maybe scary. that was, that was yeah. a thing, sure. Um, yeah, apparently, uh, not too many people know that this Halloween Comic Fest thing, uh, is a thing right. that happens. Yeah. We, I, it was, it's bizarre because I remember like two years ago it was like insanely busy. Right. And last year it was completely dead because it was on Halloween. Right. And this year I was like, well, this should be busy again. It's not on Halloween. It's right. a couple of days before, but it was it was like busier than a normal Saturday for us. Right. But just barely. Right. So it was kind of weird. I don't know. I mean, of course, that first year you didn't have the, the second room open, did right. you? Yeah. Uh, you just had the regular store open. Yeah. And then uh, the previous year and this year you had uh, the, the annex open where you had a bunch of dollar books and stuff for sale. Uh, and, and guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we we'll might even call them artists. Right. Some. Uh, but I know, like, my friend, uh, in Florida, like, I was talking to her earlier in the day, you know, and she's kind of like, well, I don't know, you know, I don't know what I'm going to be doing today. And I was like, well, you should go to a comic store and get some free comics. And, uh, cause she knew that I was going to be doing something for Halloween Comic Fest. And she was like, oh, is that everywhere? And I was like, it should be. Yeah, right. I, I think it's a like a thing through diamond and yeah. all that. Yeah. And yeah, like people just don't know that that's a thing. It's huh. not as not as well publicized, yeah. marketed as like Free Comic Book Day. But hmm. I mean, it's it's a smaller scale than Free Comic Book Day, but it's still free comics. All right. Yeah. Oh, we hung a post-it note somewhere in the store that said, <laughs> "Come by on the 29th. Sure. I mean, that's all it said. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I, I tweeted about it. I only have three followers that follow. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. we should have had mountains of people then right. between those two outlets. Post, <laughs> post a note and the three followers. Uh, but yeah, so, so last year, I, I, we, we were, we were podcasting last year around this time. I can't remember. I feel don't like remember. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but, but, uh, yeah, so last year and this year, I, I was invited to to be a part of the festivities of sorts. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so you guys had a table set up for me, and, and I was there to, to sell my wares and, and do some sketches. 
and uh, and then just get get our names out there. And sure, that's how just, make it happen. Yeah, exactly, and just just revel in the festivities and and, and enjoy the 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 high life of of uh, being a, a comic book guy. Yeah. And instead, I just sat around and <laughs> talked to you, talked to my friend Bruce. We was also set up at a table there. We all ate some Halloween candy because yeah, had, no I, kids were showing up. I think I had a Kit Kat or two. Yeah. Uh, I wound up uh, potentially spending like $20 worth of comics. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. And, uh, and I had uh, two people look at uh, any of my stuff. One of them was a meth addict. Oh, really? Yes. Was it a man? Yes. Did he... Did he possibly want to steal some of it to sell for meth? Um, no, not that I know of. But, uh, oh, no, wait, I did have three people. Look. Yeah. Uh, uh, one was the meth head. He, he came in on a bike, and uh, he wore a hat and had the curly hair. And uh, just in case you recognize that description <laughs> at all, uh, talked to both me and to Bruce. And, uh, loudly. And for longer than either of us. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then another, like, kind of, kind of a bro-y dude came in and was, like, looking at my stuff and he saw, like, all the sketch covers that I had. He's like, oh man, like, where, where do you get these blank covers? Cause, like, I draw too and I could do this. <laughs> He's like, I could do this only better. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, yeah, you're like, some... You're like, you buy one and I'll tell you. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then some little kid, uh, was, like, looking through some of, the, like, the sketch cards that I had. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I looked through some you, of those. You did, but you don't count. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause, cause you were working. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, it was kind of dead. I was, I was ostensibly working. <laughs> yeah. Is it kind of? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, it was, you, it was you really were, slow. You were manning the place. That's true. I was making sure nothing was stolen. Yes. <laughs> I think when I, like my shift over there, I think I sold uh, like a dollar's worth to you. Yeah. Um, $5 worth to Matt Brassfield. And he only had $3 on him, so he owes us two more dollars. Yep. And <laughs> so I forgot about that. Forgot about that. And, <laughs> and I sold $5 and 60 cents worth of stuff to someone, you know, yeah. that was actually shopping there. It, it was a hat. It was a hat. It was a Pokemon a hat. A Pokemon hat. Yep. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, my, my friend Bruce was, was there with me and, uh, he left, uh, we, we were scheduled to be there from 2 to 3.30. Uh, he left shortly after 3.30, uh, so basically just wasted an hour and a half of his time. We got to hang out with you. Well, yeah, we got to talk a little bit. And That's then, cool. Uh, and then I stayed till five because I got nothing better to do. And, uh, there was always that weird sliver of optimism that for some reason doesn't go away. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. <laughs> I mean, it should. It's lesson should be learned by now, right? <laughs> it's a dumb sliver of optimism. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, like, like five minutes before we decided to close it up, like I went dumpster, like dollar bin diving and pulled out like $20 worth of books. <laughs> Because I didn't make any money. Might as well spend what yeah, I have. You're like, some money's got to change hands here. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't found an awesome book. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, you did. Nightmasters number one. Yep. For a mere dollar. <laughs> I'd never seen that before, and it was in our, our stuff. So. Yeah. It might have been in Seamus' collection. Ooh, sure. that would be awesome. No, it wasn't from Seamus, because his stuff was not alphabetized. No. Yeah. That, that was, like, actually in order. Hey. It was kind of in order. Oh, kind of, it was 
It was mostly in I mean, at one time it was up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so any, any, any other developments in the Seamus situation? I don't uh, know if we've talked about it on the show or not. We've never talked about Seamus, and that, that's probably the best. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 But nothing since the no, last. Year. No, this guy. I I hope he I hope he does great in life. <laughs> but I just hope he never deals with us again. Yeah. So, yeah we bought his collection and it's just it's, it was drama afterwards. It, it's like a Peter Tomasi and Bertram comic <laughs> collection. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much craziness going on yep. underneath the floorboards. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, and then, uh, our, your, 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 uh, it's not really a sister store, but, but it's a neighboring store that, yeah. that has ties to Mavericks. They also had a sale going on. We're also selling some comics. Yeah. Game Swap. Game Swap. And then there was a costume contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that during the time that I was there, I only saw two people enter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had, I think we had like eight total. Okay. Um. So, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll have a decision made this week. Yeah, well, it shouldn't be too hard with that eight, few. Eight people, yeah. right. Uh, I know the the one was, was uh, your friend Lindsay showed up and mm-hmm. uh, was wearing some sort of Victorian, almost Sarah Winchester-esque like costume. <laughs> right? Yeah, I thought, so t- I thought of that too. I was like, that's weird. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I don't know if you were there at the time, but uh, a family came in. Yeah, uh, with uh, they all were kids. mostly all Batman related, right? And one Superman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Weren't the girls like Batman villains or something? Uh, or? There was a Bat Girl, uh, and then Poison Ivy. Uh, there was a kid as the Joker, like a, like, like a yeah, toddler. little little kid. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. And uh, I think there was one more other than Superman. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what they were. I want to say Harley Quinn, but I really don't want to say Harley <laughs> Quinn. All right. Yeah, we had, we had a few Harley Quinns uh, yesterday. Not surprised. Yeah. <clears throat> One of them was a dude with a beard. Huh. Well, so that was better. different. That was different. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. There was a, a third uh, costume contest entry. Well, that happened while I was there. Oh. A guy in a uniform onesie. A unicorn onesie. Oh, that's right. And his lady who was dressed as something that I don't know what she was. I forgot about the unicorn onesie guy. Yep. <laughs> I think maybe on purpose. Yeah. It's kind of burned into my head in a little bit. I mean, I love the idea of a guy embracing his unicorn onesie love, but <laughs> when you actually see it implemented, sometimes you're like, I don't want to see that again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, go for it, dudes. Sure. I yeah. don't I don't want to see it. Though. Yeah, I'm not going to stop your joy, but you know, don't get me involved. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, by making me see it. He made it a little creepy, too. No, sure. Sure. I mean, just with his actions and his words. Uh-huh. Not just, you know, his presence. Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I mean, overall, other than, you know, no money or anything like that. Sure. I had fun. It was fun. Yeah. It was a good time I had by all. I bought a bunch of comics that I didn't need, nor really even want, but... Well, I wanted them. That's why I bought them. But I didn't need them for sure. No one needs a comic. Exactly. Well, that's not true. I need them to survive. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, me too. I need them to remain some sort of slight semblance of happiness. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then after the show, we went and watched the Cubs game. 
Yeah, I wasn't going to talk about that at all. <laughs> that was just more heartbreaking that, than anything else that, that happened. That, that was kind of the equivalent of us like being mugged and beaten. <laughs> watching that, watching that, that game. But on purpose, like yeah. looking for it. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like we, we were like, let's walk to the wrong end of town at midnight wearing our jewelry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was not fun. No, it was it was hard to yeah. hard to watch. A- after a certain point, it just became uh, unbearable, and yet we made it through to the end. We did. We watched every second of that game. Yep. And then as soon as it was over, I put on my shoes and left. <laughs> that it may have uh, contributed to my uh, worsening depression this morning too. Oh, I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah. Like I was just in a funk right. all day today, and I think part of it was that Cubs game. I could imagine. Yeah. Like yeah, in the in the middle of the seventh inning, where I think it got the worst. Uh, I just wrote because you hate Vince Vaughn. Well, sure. There's that too. Uh, it was also after the Cleveland scored six runs, uh, or well, not that many. But I think it was four more. It was yeah. four more, two, three, three, three or four. I don't know. Yeah. It was too many. It was too many that the Cubs could not conceivably catch up in the yeah. last two innings. Uh, you know, aside from a miracle, which clearly didn't happen. No. Uh, but yeah, I just wrote like on Facebook and Twitter that this is just heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. And then like you know, I follow. Uh, uh, comics creator Durf on on both formats, and uh, he he is a Cleveland Indian fan, you know, being from the Cleveland area. Sure, and he was just kind of being a dick about it, and it just made me mad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> like you know, I want the Indians to lose, but I'm not going to be a dick about how much I want them to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah like. Like, every time I see one of them interviewed post-game, they seem really cool. Sure. They're not like, yeah, we're just trouncing this shit, Berg. Right. I mean, they're, like, the guy was like, yeah, they're, they're a great club and, you know, they're bringing their all and we just, you know, did, you know, did some right moves tonight. Yeah. Like, they're being really cool. Right. And I, I respect them, but yeah, you don't have to, like, spit on us. Exactly. But then on the other hand, I guess it wouldn't be a Cubs World Series if the Cubs didn't show up and that they did. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so as as we record this uh, game, oh, yeah. five is going to start in a couple minutes. Possibly the last game of the series. Could potentially very well be yeah. the last game of the series. Yeah. Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Yeah. But uh, by the time we record uh, the next episode, we'll know for sure. Right. But, uh, there will be a new champion. Yeah, there will be. Ho- hopefully the Cubs. Mm-hmm. There's that. Dumb sliver of optimism that yep, there it is again. <laughs> will remains inside me. <laughs> I'm glad it is. Uh, we, yeah, I might watch. I'll watch like the last couple innings or something. Hey, I'll find something else to do and then just periodically check. I'll just make sure I have alcohol in the fridge right, for yeah. when it's over. <laughs> uh, but but in positive stuff, no. Uh, you know, the rash cleared up. Uh, the rash cleared up, of nice. course. You know, nice. I wasn't going to mention that, but uh, that is a positive. Yeah, so I noticed you well. weren't scratching yeah. that much. I mean, no, yeah, I mean, it, there's some residual. Well, there's always residual. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, we 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 both uh, do volunteer work at, at a uh, the same place. Mm-hmm. Where we, uh, Satan's Cupcake Factory. Satan's Cupcake Factory, and uh, on Tuesday when I volunteer there. Uh, we had our Halloween uh, party. That's cool. And that was a lot of fun. Even though I had almost zero desire to even go to it at all. 
Right. But but I forced myself to, and and, and the good time was had by most. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Did you do anything crazy? Uh, I did. <laughs> I got my face painted. I saw a photo. Yeah, you did. It blew my mind. <laughs> I was like, this guy kind of looks like Eric, but he has face paint on. That's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, head cupcake, uh, manufacturer, uh, insisted that I, uh, dress up somewhat. And, uh, I'm, uh, you know, like, for a guy, uh, that likes horror as much as I do, and, and definitely gets into some of the tropes of Halloween, you know, especially at this time, mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna dress up for fucking anybody. Right? Like, I dressed up once two years ago for my ex-girlfriend, and prior to that, 20 years prior. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's not a thing I do. But when you do it, it looks good. Well, thank you. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, she was uh, doing face painting there, or at least she had the, the tools for face painting, and basically kind of convinced me to do something minimal. And then that something minimal turned into half of my face being painted like a skull. <laughs> right? It looks great. It looked good. Yeah. I mean, you know, that credit all to her on right. that, you know, because cause she's really good at doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I got a lot of compliments on it. And every time I did, I said, well, Jesse did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and also then uh, afterwards, I went grocery shopping with uh, a skull face paint. <laughs> You should do that, like, in February. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, at least at that point, everyone's like, oh, you're just a little early. Yeah. Do it in February. You're just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, this is scary. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, it's almost Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, went to, to went to the grocery store, bought a couple of uh, dollar frozen pizzas and a bottle of pop. <laughs> just like Skull Man. Yep. That's great. You got to figure, like, in the world of comics, like, after a big superhero fight, like, if some guy gets away from the hero, he's got to, like, go, like, you know, get some groceries. (laughs) Like, it's like, I need a steak after that. You know, and and, he's still dressed in his, like, costume. Like, that's the kind of stuff I'd love to see. Like, I'm sure maybe in the tick it's happened to me. I'm sure, yeah. But that would be great just to see (laughs) something like that. Uh, I watched a horror movie today. I watched, I think it's called, I think it's called Night Creatures, which is weird because there's no mention of anything related to night creatures in the film. Like there's, there's some, there's a group of nefarious characters they call the Marsh Phantoms, which I think is a much better title than night creatures. Yeah. The Marsh Phantoms. But I agree. I got just, it's more interesting words, but, um, it was an old Peter Cushing Hammer movie. Ooh, okay. And it was, it was really good. But it was, it was funny because it more centralized around Peter Cushing being like a vicar or priest or whatever in this small village. And he was kind of in charge of, um, this like illegal alcohol running, uh, <laughs> like, you know, kind of like a rum runner kind of thing. Right, right. Um, so that, that was really cool to see that. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of horror movies out there that, like, you know, I mean, yeah, there's monsters or whatever about it, but, like, you know, like, when you really, like, look at it, like, you know, well, the plot is actually mostly just about real estate deals gone wrong. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's what this was. I mean, like, basically, there was... I mean, there were some murders in this movie, but it was there was no, like, night creatures. Right. It was just, like, these dudes would ride horses and, like, <laughs> like dress up so the townspeople would stay away from them while they did their nefarious shit. Right. And I thought that was great. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Peter Cushing's always he's, great. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. And he was particularly good in this because he was, like, a smiling, happy preacher or whatever for right. the first few minutes. I was like, oh, that's weird. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, he goes behind the doors and he's like, okay, let's get this rum. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Eh, yeah, I mean, he, he's played his share of good guys enough. You know? Yeah. Uh, Van Helsing. Van Helsing, of course. Uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Well, of course. Right. Uh, the archetypal I, hero of Star Wars. Yeah. yeah that, that kindly old uh, bookstore guy from Top Secret. Was he in Top oh, Secret? Yeah. Uh-huh. Did not realize that. And then... Uh, my favorite thing that he's ever been in was, uh, there was a, I think in like the early 70s, a Tales from the Crypt movie. Oh, wow. Uh, that was an anthology. And, uh, he played a, a character in that by the name of Arthur Grimsdyke, who was just kind of a lonely, dottery old man who, you know, he, he made toys for all the neighborhood children and, and they all loved him. Except for these two guys who hated his guts for no reason and basically conspired to kill him. And then he comes back as a vengeful zombie. I think I have seen that, actually. It's one of my favorite things that he's ever been in. Mm -hmm. It's a great movie, like, all around. Like, Mm -hmm. all the stories are really good in it. And he's just got such an awesome face, too. Oh, that, too. Like, his cheekbones. Oh, Oh, it's great. And he was so young in this movie. He was, like, he had, like, long, flowing hair. Right. (laughs) It was awesome. (laughs) And he was also once Doctor Who. Oh, was he really? Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> huh. There were two or three movies, like Doctor Who movies, uh, but but not official Doctor Who hmm. movies. Uh, like like his actual name was Doctor Who, whereas oh. in the show it's just the Doctor. The doctor, right? Uh, and it was D R period Who, not right. The word spelled out Doctor Who. Uh. But yeah, like like so yeah, he he is kinda technically huh. Doctor Who at one point, but, huh. but not a real Doctor but Who. But there wasn't like the phone booth and everything. Uh, I think they had the TARDIS. But yeah. uh but you know, Daleks were the, the enemies. Oh and, well, okay. But like he had a granddaughter, that was his companion and uh huh. like he had a mustache, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I haven't watched any horror movies at all. I guess the closest thing I've seen is, uh... The Cubs game last night? Well, the Cubs game, of course. <laughs> that was pretty horrific. Uh, I watched Green Room last week. Oh, yeah. Which was, eh, I mean, it's labeled as a horror movie. It, it's very tense. Uh, but it's, I would say it's definitely more of a crime thriller yeah. type thing. About a punk band who gets locked in a green room at a uh, white supremacist club. And, uh, like, things go horribly wrong. Right. And Patrick Stewart is a Nazi. I always thought he might be. He's a white guy with a bald head. Yeah. Clearly. Captain Picard. He's a fascist. (laughs) Uh, it was good. It was really good. Uh, violent. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know that I'd classify it as horror. Yeah. And then I watched like ten minutes of Event Horizon at some point today. Is that like a sci-fi horror? Yeah, yeah. with uh, Lawrence Fishburne and Sam Neill. I've never seen that one. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, 
Mostly just watching television programs. Can't get enough of Westworld. I think it's fantastic. Ed Brubaker, comic writer, wrote the most recent episode. Wow, yeah. Uh, I'll have to check those out. Yeah. Seems good. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I haven't, haven't been doing much... Uh, horror-related? Horror-related. Oh. Like House of Penance is like the closest I've gotten. We can go smash some pumpkins. Nah, I don't want to listen to them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Siamese Dream? It's good. Nope. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, shit. I guess I guess we could read another comic, though. I guess we could. I mean, it doesn't have to be horror-related, but no. if you're still in the horror mood. Right. Well, uh, I always am. Uh, but I, I don't know if this is uh, horror-related or not. Nope. There is a skull on the cover of sorts. Is it the Punisher? It is not. <laughs> is it the Punisher 2099? Yes. <laughs> There's an omnibus that collects the first 20 issues. Oh, God. We're going to read those. <laughs> Yikes. I could imagine Marvel doing that, too. Like, hey, what if we put out an omnibus of Punisher 2099? 99.99. You know. <laughs> That's how much they would sell it for. Hey, you know, Pat Mills wrote a lot of those. Yeah. And then from what I've heard, they're just kind of crazy in that same sort of 2000 AD. Really? style of, of what he usually writes. I wouldn't mind reading it, but I'm sure it's just an awful experience because they have those cardstock covers and there's like those garish ads every three oh, pages yeah. Yeah. from the 90s. Oh. That's why we read the omnibus. Yeah. <laughs> That's worth $100. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. I'll, I'll order two copies tomorrow. That way we each have our own. Maybe a third because after the listener hears, they'll well, want to come in and purchase sure, one. of course. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, unfortunately, we're not going to be reading those. Uh, it's Ravage 2099. Yep. <laughs> well, I know that for the fact that that is one of your favorite comics of all time. <laughs> it's true. It's Stanley's best. Yeah, after Stripperella. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we, we're going to read a comic called Space Riders. Space Riders? Yep. Do I know that? Is I don't that, know. Is it like a really weirdly colored, neon colored thing? Yes. Okay, I, I think I've seen it. Yeah. I've never read it, though. Yeah. Uh, I don't recall Mavericks ever having any kind of copy of it in the store ever. ever. We we special ordered it for, for two guys. Two guys, yeah. okay. Well, uh, I thought it looked neat. Uh, I met the, the, I think it was the artist of it uh, at uh, one of the conventions I've been to recently. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, uh, so I, I have the trade. That's and, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of got like a, yeah, like a weird Jack Kirby neon yeah. sci-fi weirdo thing happening. It, yeah. It looks like, yeah, LSD, uh, <laughs> Jack Kirby. Or something. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Space Riders. Sweet. From, from, uh, Black Mask Comics, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember. You, you can find the trade. It's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Space Riders. Space Riders. It sounds like a like a eighties arcade machine, right? <laughs> like, should I play Joust or Space Riders? I've only got twenty five cents. Yeah, you play Space Riders. Yeah, sounds funner. <laughs> I always loved Joust. Uh, I don't think I ever played Joust. You get to ride around in like a ostrich, and you had a you had a jousting mechanism. Sure. 
It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> now that I describe it, like, it's horrible. Yeah. But I loved it. Hey, you know, when you really think about all those old games, they're all kind of terrible. Right? You know, especially when you just are describing what you do. <laughs> like, oh, you run around a maze and eat pellets and avoid ghosts? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, I have to climb all these ladders to get to the top? Mm-hmm. There's a monkey up there dropping right. barrels. <laughs> well, okay, that does sound fun. <laughs> and hey, I've never been able to get past the first level on any of those games. <laughs> Not even the home version? Because they're easier at home. No. Nah. Well, I never really played them at home. Just in arcades. Like GameSwap. <laughs> <laughs> Donkey Kong Jr. is surprisingly difficult. I've tried that one. They're all hard. <laughs> They're all hard, but I can do well. Like on Miss Pac-Man, I can go go ways, and Donkey Kong, I can get a couple boards. But Donkey Kong Junior, I can't, I can't even get to like the fourth vine. <laughs> like it just, <laughs> I'm just destroyed instantaneously on that one. I I never beat a video game uh, until like systems started coming out where you could save the game. Oh yeah, yeah, because because like back in back in the day. Like, you would either just have to play it all the way through or just die repeatedly. Right, yeah. And, yeah, I, I couldn't do that. But, like, when, when you got to, when you finally could be able to save your spot mm-hmm. and, like, walk away and then come back, I was finally able to start, like, beating games. That again. was kind of a benchmark. And, yeah, yeah. You know, the Art of Atari hardcover came out this week? Oh, yeah. And uh, there was a deluxe version that we did not order that was it was a lot more expensive, but it came with, like, a... A slipcase and digital downloads of a hundred different Atari games. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> that almost sounds worth it. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. But yeah, the book is amazing. It's got all the like box art and yeah. some of the screenshots. I mean, kind of focused on the box art. Well, sure, that's yeah. where the good art is. Oh yeah, no, oh, that's you know those old games where you look at the box art and you're thinking, <laughs> well, this is like some amazing, crazy sci-fi thing. And then, like, you know, you play the game, and it's, like, pixels and lines. Right, yeah, it's like, okay, so this box represents right. that, that elaborate spaceship, and that <laughs> green square is the uh, Omniverse uh, Devil creature. Right. Uh, there was a... Uh, oh, I think Nintendo is releasing a thing either this month or next month, uh, where it's, like, a really, like, mini version of, like, the original Nintendo system. Uh-huh. Uh, and it comes with, like, I think, like, 40 games, like, already, like, on it. Uh, but it's, like, you know, all the old school Nintendo games, Mario Brothers, like, all three of the first Mario Brothers, and just nice. a shit ton more games. Like Mega I'm, Man, I wonder. Hmm? Like Mega Man, oh, probably. I'm sure, yeah. And, and uh, I'm seriously considering buying it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I haven't heard fun. much about it since, but, like, it definitely caught my eye when they announced it. Yeah, I loved NES. That was such a great system. Uh, yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, we're going to go read a comic that kind of looks like one of those uh, old yeah. uh, Atari covers. Say, like, oh, yeah, that's how we start talking about yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, hopefully it won't be as disappointing as those old Atari games. <laughs> well, I hope everyone had a good Halloween. Yeah. I hope, uh, hope you got lots of uh, treats. And your tummy isn't too full. Yeah. Or hope you uh, performed a lot of tricks. Mm, yes. Uh, hope you turned to some tricks oh. for the sex workers out in the audience. Yeah. Thanks, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, exactly. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and plug a thing right now. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the Gutter Trash Podcasting Network has a brand new podcast that just started this week. Speaking of sex workers. Yep. <laughs> Our good pal and, and uh, former Gutter Trash guest, mm-hmm. uh, Patrick Kane, has his own podcast now on the Gutter Trash Network. Nice. It is called The Kane Train. <laughs> I love that name. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, him and his wife just talking about stuff. So uh, check that out, canetrain.guttertrash.net. You can find it on iTunes, Cane Train. Uh, just just look for it and, and listen to it. And that cane is K-A-I-N. Yes. And uh, and while you're at it, uh, go ahead and listen to all the podcasts on the Gutter Trash Podcasting Network, like uh, ours. They'll keep you busy for a while. Yeah, and the Viewmasters. And old episodes of the Stupid Sexy Podcast, because <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> and the Cane Train. And the Cane Train. And Savage Fincast. And Weekly Comics Monthly. Wow. You're like the uh, Randolph Hearst of uh, free podcasts. Sure. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Hopefully one day we'll get bought out by like Howl.fm or something like sure. that. Sure. I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Just, just someone to just take this burden off of my shoulders. <laughs> It's no burden. You mean this cash cow? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, folks. Good night. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.